Hey, welcome back to Under Two Capes. I'm your host, Jared, and this is my co-host, Lad. How you doing, Lad? Hello, Jared. Doing well. Doing well. Here for another episode. Ready to have fun? Oh, yeah. Uh, so I wanted to tell you, I just c- completed the first season of Stargirl. Really good. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, we'll definitely have to do an episode on that. Oh, yeah. The CW is probably g- going to screw it up, but we've already said how, how much I can't stand the CW. That's right. We'll have to get a review in before it goes downhill. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, anyway, speaking of DC TV series, oh, by the way, I just want to make one quick announcement. The next couple of episodes after this one are going to be a more Marvel theme because I don't want to leave the Marvel fans out in, out in the cold. Mm-hmm. So I figured Marvel Encyclopedia and seeing all the cool characters and stuff that we can talk about and all the cool storylines. So we'll definitely be doing more Marvel content, too. Right. All right. So speaking of of uh, TV series is being good, there. So, um, longtime listeners will probably uh, remember Lad and I talking about a certain certain animated series that we both grew up on, and uh, it rhymes with Justice League. Uh, so the Super Friends just, from the 1980s is one of the cult classics <laughs> of all time. <laughs> <laughs> with power of princess, someone. But anyway, so by the way, for, for the purpose of this episode, we'll be referring to the show as JLU, as in Justice League Unlimited, because there was Justice League, then the sequel series was Justice League Unlimited, but they're all in one continuity. So we're just going to talk about the whole thing. All right. So this show ran... From 2001 to 2006, which actually is not a bad uh, time period, even though it ended. This is what DC Universe should do, like reboot that show. They already did it with Young Justice. Can you imagine if they brought that show back? Oh, that would be be awesome. Oh, man. Oh, man. That would be so great. All right. So. So, Yeah. Why why don't you start with the overview? All right. So. Justice League, the the first series was basically it's centered around what was it like uh, seven heroes? Yes, yeah, 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 seven. Because you had Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, the key components of any Justice League. That's why I refuse to accept the one established by the Arrowverse because there's no super. Well, actually, there's Superman. I'll give him that, but there's no Batman and Wonder Woman. You can't have a Justice League in this and nowadays. It's been established that, uh, that the Trinity have to be a member of the league. Smallville wants to know your location, Jared. <sighs> oh, we were going to talk about Smallville too. Well, here's the thing. Well, actually, they did have a, a Justice League. Dang it! All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> all right. So you had Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. You had the Flash, who he, he's always been a member of like every superhero team that we've had. He, even back in like when you had the the Justice Society of America, you had Jay Garrick. So he's all. And I, um, yeah, I go ahead. Uh, viewers, uh, I only just recently was informed by Jared that the Flash in Justice League is actually Wally West Flash. I totally thought all this time that it was Barry Allen. All right. I so, have no idea. So, to, <laughs> After all these years. To, to give you all a little context on what we're talking about, so in, in the 80s, uh, DC did, did a, a, an event, a crisis, a big surprise because DC's always having a little crisis. Uh, it, they did an event called Crisis on Infinite Earth. And one of the things that happened at the end is that the Flash died. So what would happen is that, I remember that, that was the Flash Barry Allen. So Wally West took over as the Flash, and that was there uh, up until Final Crisis, which I think was in like 
the late 2000s. So Barry Allen was de- was dead for like a long. Well, actually, he was. It was hinted uh, from Christ on Infinite Earth to Final Crisis that he was alive. He was just in the Speed Force, but he wasn't in in the landscape for like a, a significant amount of time period. That's why whenever you see like the flat any like content re- um, regarding the Flash and like the early 2000s, it'll be the Wally West Flash. So, so you have the Wally West Flash. You have Green Lantern, which uh, this is not Hal Jordan Green Lantern. This is actually John Stewart Green Lantern. And you may wonder what's the difference. Well, John Stewart was one of the first African American superheroes, I think, that DC threw out, and uh, he was actually mm-hmm. he's been around ever since the, the '60s, but it, he wasn't really a big character until this show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? And, and which actually, uh, while I talk about this, this is actually like one of the things that, that that the team book in comic books is like known for in that, uh, uh, like specifically with Justice League. Really, the purpose of the Justice League in the early days was just to sell other characters that couldn't sell their own comics. Like, that's why it always had like a really popular hero. Like, there would always be a a member of the Trinity has always been involved because if you read a Batman story and you see, oh, Batman has like Justice League International and then you see, who's this Green Lantern guy Gardner? Oh, he's cool. It was meant to like introduce people to other characters that couldn't really hold their own comics yet. Mm, okay, and with this, it's showing that the, that the uh, cartoon also did this because remember, like I said before, uh, John Stewart was not a well-known Green Lantern by any means whatsoever. All right. The next member of the team was Martian Manhunter. Now he's had a couple of interesting, interesting like uh, occurrences happen to him, particularly in recent times, because he, in Scott Snyder's run of Justice League that, uh, that was like in the rebirth era that I have, Scott Snyder is one of my favorite writers of all time. Uh, as an example of why he did Dark Knight's Metal. But anyway, so Martian Manhunter has actually leader of the Justice League, which that's been, which actually in this series, particularly in JLU, they really hammered in that role of him being like the tactical, the, the tactically minded guy besides Batman. And uh, uh, okay. the, the final member is, um, so, uh, for, for the longest time, Aquaman was really the last team member uh, of the Justice League, a la Super Friends and all the other series. Super Friends is Lad's favorite team show. We're just going to throw that yeah. out there. All right. So we have Hawkgirl. So she's from the planet Thanagar, and uh, basically she has wings uh, that look like eagle's wings, and she has a, um, a, a mace made of nth metal. That's basically it. And then in in the show, it's revealed that she has actually. She was actually first around in the ancient Egypt times, but she got killed, and somehow through magic, because it's magic, uh, she like re- uh, she essentially lives an infinite number of lifetimes. Hmm. All right. So that was the original. Um, th- those that that was the the original lineup for the JL series, uh, which uh, which was really like. Uh, I take it it was more of like a testing ground on who can we introduce because a lot of the characters that they introduced in JL would show up in JLU because 
so what JL did is they is they had still had that roster more or less to a, to a certain degree. That'll be explained when we get to our favorite arcs. But um, um, but they would expand it significantly with like so many characters. It's it's like basically to take the, 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 any DC character encyclopedia, flip through it, put uh, randomly put your finger on a hero character. Yep, he was he was in there. It's like all these all these characters that like previously I had never heard of, like Adam Smasher. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, you had Aquaman, except you had the beard and the long hair. Aquaman. The only thing he was mi- missing was the tattoos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you also had like Doctor Fate. You had Red Tornado. You had Huntress. You had Black Canary. You had a lot of previously unknown characters that were really like that. A lot of people didn't really know of it and they actually made a reference of that, that in an episode because there was one where there's like this parade and they, they send like basically the b team it's like star girl uh stripe uh shining knight vigilante and i think booster gold or something like that but the point is that it's heroes that people don't know and then the, the passerbys for the parade are like where's wonder woman but anyway so <laughs> It, uh, basically what it did uh, I like to call JLU the Justice League series on steroids because it was like they completely jacked it up so while we're on the the yeah. subject of characters lad who uh, it, it, give me some, some of your favorite characters from any of the series uh, let's see like I, I've mentioned before that uh, Martian Manhunters um I really, I really stand out guy. I really yeah, like him too. a lot because uh, he's. I didn't really know too much about him before, and and all of a sudden, you know, they introduced this like mm-hmm. alien dude. You know, he was and uh, he like really, you know, he was really good and like he really cool storyline in the you know when yeah. they started off the series. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, I- interesting fact about Martian Manhunter. While you bring him up in the new fifty two. It was shown that he kind of had temporary m- membership in the original league, but then they came into that they actually fought. Like he almost de- defeated the entire Justice League, so he had to go to uh, into self-proclaimed exile. Oh, really? Yeah, I was wondering where he was during the New Fifty Two era. Yeah, because um, he wasn't on the on the actual J- Justice League. What would happen is that, um, so uh, we had the incident that I brought up, and then. And then, as I've mentioned, Superman and Wonder Woman got together, and then Argus, which is basically think of it basically like DC's version of Shield. They um, wanted to; they were kind of made nervous by this relationship, so they decided to start up their own Justice League, if you will. And that's where you get the New Fifty Two Justice League of America, which is ma- which is made up of heroes specifically designed to counter each of the members of the Justice League. And Martian Manhunter was on there. You had like Martian Manhunter, Green Arrow. Katana, Vibe, Stargirl, Catwoman. I, I already mentioned Martian Manhunter and then Hawkman. So, so basically all of them were designed to fight a member of the Justice League and Martian Manhunter being designed to, to take on Superman. Mm-hmm. But uh, so, so anyone else you like? Let's see. I mean, Flash is always oh, yeah. fun. You know? particularly, Flash, Flash is always particularly fun. Particularly Wally West Flash. He, he is really funny. I like that guy. Yeah. 
Well, how about yourself? Right. Uh, who's who's some of your favorites? Well, uh, well I'm gonna uh, obviously I'm gonna say the the Trinity, but I'm gonna say beyond the um, the, uh, the the Trinity. I'm gonna go beyond that for for a second mm-hmm. to, to make it more interesting. So, right, I felt Hawkgirl had a really good arc throughout the entire series because first it, it starts off she's like this mysterious character that no one knows how the hell she got her, she got her powers, but then it turns out she's like a spy sent by the Thanagarian to like a, to like re- recon earth's defenses and then it's like she right. goes into self-proclaimed exile she she leaves the justice league goes hang out w- with dr fate then rejoins the league and then she has to kind of re-earn her place so i, I thought that was really cool but for, particularly um the interaction between her and wonder woman after she betrayed because wonder woman's like i hate you pretty much yeah that was so good i like uh who, who else do i like I'm going to go with a character from JLU that I thought ha- was pretty cool is Green Arrow, an actually comic accurate Green Arrow, in that mm-hmm. he's actually humorous. He's actually really funny. I, I liked him. I like I liked Black Canary. Lad knows I'm a big fan of Black Canary. She's always great. The mm-hmm. only time I didn't like... It's the only time, CW. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the CW and the Birds of Prey movie is where it really just annoyed me. Not the actress. And the actress was fine to play Black Canary. It's just the fact that they waited until like the very end of the movie for her to do a canary cry. And it was like for like a second. I was like, wait, what? Mm. She's the only one on the team that's a metahuman and you wait until now to throw out the metahumans. There was like, yeah. there are literally 80 times during the entire movie where they're fighting like a large group of people where she could have just screamed at them and just ended it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, are you kidding me? So yeah, th- there was that. Uh, I like who? Who else do I like? That was really, really good. At a really, uh, as I like the the uh, Zatanna. She was uh, the magician, and uh, I like the the episode arc where she had to help Batman turn Wonder Woman away from being a pig. Like an actual pig. What? Wonder Woman was turned by Cersei into an actual pig. I did not. I forgot all yeah, that. Yeah, and Batman brings her to brings the um basically Wonder Pig to Zatanna, and uh, to, to um to figure out how do I um break this curse. So Batman actually makes a deal with Cersei, where he actually has to sing. So, <laughs> oh man, I have to check that. Oh, out. Oh, dude, again. it's I so good. But wait, did you get? That's uh, did, did you sign up yet for DCU? Uh, uh, I guess I forgot to set that up, still. dude. Oh boy! All right, well, I'm gonna, I'm getting, I'm getting dragged through the muds now. You gotta do it, dude. Particularly if you're gonna be on this podcast, it's a great way to yeah, read these oh comics that we cover. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I'm gonna get that set up, viewers. Don't worry. Yeah, all right. I, I got, I got everything under control. That's gonna finally get, uh, bring order. Right. Yeah. Well, anyway, so. Yeah, th- those are pretty much about my fa- my uh, uh, my top couple of characters. So, uh, so, uh, so lad, what are your favorite like um like little arcs? Let's see. I mean, yeah, because especially Justice League, the original Jail, uh, uh, the first series mm-hmm. had a lot of like you know arcs and storylines um, as opposed to just uh, single episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we both agree that the origins, oh, you yeah. know, kind of like mini movie is amazing a way to start off the series. Uh, in in, you in know. fact, it was made into a movie. So it was like, oh, yeah. man. I, I remember watching that as a kid. I, I mean, you know, a Cart Network or something like that, right? Yeah. 
and that was that was awesome. I thought I thought it was like legitimately like an animated Me movie too. on TV, and I thought the series was like a sequel to that. You know, like I didn't mm-hmm. know that that was actually part of the series. It was that good. Yeah, I'm gonna age myself, but I'm gonna say I, I actually owned the VHS of it. So, oh, excellent! That's how yeah, old school yeah, I that, am. <laughs> yeah, the VHS, the old old classics. All right, well, what else you got, lad? Let's see. Uh, let's see. I guess pretty good arc was when um, where was it? I'm trying to remember. Well, I mentioned before in the past to you that I really enjoyed the arc where one woman goes back to Themyscira. Yeah, that that was a really that special was great. Arc. That was a good one. That was great. Seeing seeing the reaction to you know like her mother and seeing you know she had left and then. You know, that one turned to stone. Yeah. I love, uh, I love, speaking of Wally West, the Flash, I love his reaction to being on an island with Amazons. He's trying to, like, uh, give them his cell phone number. <laughs> I'm like, that is yeah. so Wally. That is so Wally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that one because uh, it really gave us a little more introduction to, like, Wonder Woman's character and what she's doing. And I like, I thought it was. Mm-hmm ended with her being banished which i get it she broke the and law to like bring dudes onto the island but uh if she didn't do that you you'd still be stoned right now so i think she she deserved a little bit of slack yeah i mean i get it you guys don't like men and when you look at the reasons why i can kind of understand why you'd be a little angry at the male race but it's like what is what is um let's see did what was you mentioned that like uh uh you like the arc from Themyscira and seeing you know like them bring uh what happened when they brought the men to the island mm-hmm. and she got mad mm-hmm. um I forget uh, you need to remind me does she ever get like redemption does she, like her mother ever accept her later on in the series I kind of forgot JLU JLU and JLU because there's an episode where um. Ares, the god of war, is like rising out of uh, Tartarus. So uh, uh, Diana and a uh, hawk girl go into the um, into Tartarus to stop him from rising, and and that's where her lasso becomes the lasso of truth because it's like her mother unlocks the rest of her powers, if you will. Because remember, she in the in in this series, she stole uh, her whole uh, everything she she used to be Wonder Woman. She wasn't like awarded the costume as she was in the comics oh okay but but yeah Uh, so so there was that so yeah i love that because here's the thing i'm a big fan of like ancient greek mythology and everything and that's what i like about actually both marvel and dc i'm going to give marvel a compliment here how they fit in like mythology into their like into their comics so flawlessly because Thor is an actual is well, he's not an actual god, but Thor is an actual character out of Greek uh, out of Norse mythology. Wonder Woman is mm-hmm. legit. Well, she's not called Wonder Woman, but uh, Diana of Themyscira is an actual concept from Greek mythology. The Amazons were from Greek mythology, so I th- I, I really mm-hmm. like how the comic book book companies really br- bring that in that that aspect of mythology because when you think about it. You can make the argument that that, that the uh, that, like the superheroes, especially the Justice League, are like a pantheon of gods. Oh, uh, right, right. 
Yeah, and Wonder Woman makes this point in Justice League War at their award ceremony where she's going down the line and like naming all these different gods that these that like the league reminds her of. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so any other interesting arcs that, that you want to bring up, lad? Uh, let's see. Trying, I, I kind of want to be fair to JLU too, so I'm trying to remember yeah. something from like specific episode from JLU. Uh, let's see. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll let you think about that, and then I'll and then I'll, I'll go into my favorites because a couple of mine come from JLU. Uh, number okay, one, yeah. what I liked was uh, the one that, where we first really see Hawk and Dove come in because that's when a- a- Ares is wearing this armor that feeds off of conflict, and it's like there was this one, um, and, and like a Hawk and Dove go with Wonder Woman to. Uh, it's like this f- fictional country to like stop a war going on. And then it's, it was because what it's really showing is like the nature of conflict because it's mm-hmm. like, it, it's showing about how like war breeds chaos. And then you have Dove because basically Hawk and Dove are two superheroes and this, they're brothers. One is more aggressive and represents a conflict. The other one represents pacifism and peace. So Dove stands out and manages to stop a war which then d- it deprives um, Ares' armor of its ability to, um, to, 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 to get power. Because remember, it feeds off of war. Mm, right. Another, another one I liked was, uh, the, was the arc that returned where the Amazo robot returns from space and it's like ridiculously powerful. Partly because that was the very first episode I ever saw of JLU when I was in the hospital. And like, it, it, they had that episode on like DVD, so I plugged that in. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And also, just that one scene in space where Green Lanterns like light them up, and then like the entire league like unleashes all their power at Amazo. Just that one scene where, where, where like it fades out of Green Lantern, and then it's like it's like um, Orion, then it's Doctor Light, then it's Stripe, then it's uh, Firestar guy. But it's like it's like so so many of the heroes are like unle- and like all, all the javelins are, like firing lasers. Right. It was like ridiculous. Yeah. That that is a pretty good episode. Yeah, I have to agree with you. Yeah, another one I liked was the one uh, where it's Superman's birthday and Wonder Woman and Batman go to the Fortress of Solitude, and then they they discover him wrapped in in the Black Mercy plant, which basically what it is, it's a plant that w- when it attaches to you, like your bit like uh, basically your heart's desire, and for Superman, it's like to 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 live back on Krypton and not be alone per se but what's mm-hmm. interesting about, about, about the show is f- first off a- again it shows it what superman wants but also the plant gets on batman and we see uh his desires to like have his father back and, and you see him the father's act in 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 bruce wayne's dream the father is actually actually overpowers the um the mugger that's supposed to kill um the, uh bruce wayne's parents also the fact the main bad guy mongol he like completely like trashes Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. and if you're a, a, as much a, as a, if you're a fan of DC Comics, you know that Wonder Woman's no pushover. So it's like he is completely he's throwing her through walls and stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So that, that that's a that is a pretty good one. You're right. That is a really good one. Another one I liked is the Hereafter arc where Superman apparently air quote dies. Because it's like they're saying, hey, we're going to do the death of Superman. Just kidding. 
Yeah, but it, I, I think I like about that is that even though he's not wearing the black suit, he does have long hair and a beard. So I'm like, okay, they're mm-hmm. keeping apart with that one. Yeah, yeah, close enough. Did you think of any good uh, of any other arcs, lad? Uh, I I think I remembered one that I I kind of I uh, I let's see. Uh, I remember I remember like specifically the season finale from like a season two was pretty insane. Like or like the conclusion of like the storyline and uh, second season of JLU, where there's like this whole like you know Luthor and Brainiac kind of like fused oh, together man. and there's this awesome battle going on. That was I remember that very distinctly. Speaking of that one, we actually saw in action the uh, the the Flash's infinite mass punch, which if you guys don't know what that is, basically it's Barry Allen running at full speed, winding up a punch. That hits with the power of a white dwarf star. That is a lot of force. Yeah, that's that's gonna leave a mark. Yeah, I'm surprised there was anything left of Luther. Yeah, I know, right? That's like insane. Because I remember, like you know, Brainiac Luther was like like had that in- he had that insane armor, and then it's like nothing did any damage to him, and then like Flash starts doing the infinite mass punch and starts shredding his armor part. That was like insane. Oh, man. That kind of shows that the Flash may be one of the most powerful J- uh, Justice League members. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Just and imagine we see him like some his... pretty insane stuff. Cause just imagine him using that on Doomsday. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Well, so let's see. What else can, can we talk about? There was, this, uh, there was this other one that I liked called Savage Sun. It was the one where... League are, are returning from space and then they get caught in like a time vortex and then when they come back to the present day it's like Vandal Savage rules the world because he helped the, the Nazis win World War II and so the, the Justice League time travel with the help of Batman who the cool part of, about this is that the Batman is the actually the, the man resistance so it kind of has that inju- injustice like feel even though injustice came later but um, back in time to World War Two, and, and this is where you get the idea of that uh, of that fighter squadron called the Hawks. I mean, the Black Hawks. And then you have mm. like the the only time in the DCAU that that Steve Trevor has shown up. Thank God. <laughs> uh, okay, so I gotta explain one thing. I don't hate Steve Trevor or Lois Lane as characters. They're both really interesting characters and have their own interesting storylines. I'm not. I'm not a hater on those characters. I just wish they would stay out of the way. If you know what I'm talking about, I I, I don't I don't think anyone knows what you're talking about yeah. because there's, there's nothing apparent with what with what you said. I mean, okay, are you implying that Superman and Wonder Woman should be a thing or something? Uh yeah, I am actually. <laughs> but it's like, ah. the, but it's like Lois Lane, Steve Trevor keep getting in the way, which I'm like. Recently in the comics, I talked a lot about this. Steve Trevor actually dumped Wonder Woman, and uh, I was like, "Oh my gosh, yes!" Now, now all we need to do is get rid of Lois Lane. Oh man. Well, I, I think it needs to be brought up then that this series, uh, JL and JLU, oh, no. are kind of oh, no. notorious because they hold my favorite ship in them. He's with lying. He's Batman lying. He's with and me. Wonder Woman, which is the true ship. Which is more messing real with me. and then Superman and Wonder Woman. 
they, will they, infinitely they fast punch many... you, dude. I will infinitely they, fast they... punch you. You can't deny it. They hint at it in many episodes. No, they, they hint at it. Ultimate it's reality. And they have to, like, fake kiss for a long time. And well, here's the thing. The, here's the, the thing. Batman even Snyder said... Snyder did it. Here's the thing. Well, 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 not Snyder. Not Snyder. We didn't. Okay, fine. Fine. We didn't did it. But it was in the movie. Well, he, here's what you have to know. Is that Batman actually rejects Wonder Woman. He goes, first, you're an immortal princess. I'm, a, I'm just a rich kid with issues. Right. Which, but he says that it might have been good. It might have worked out. It, it might have been a good idea. As much as it's been a good idea, it wouldn't work out. Plus, Batman has Catwoman, bro. Catwoman. There's no, Catwoman. One, there's no one that understands Bruce Wayne better. Arguably, you could say Talia al Ghul, but there's no one right in his immediate vicinity who understands Bruce Wayne. Because Here's why you can't do Bruce Wayne and Wonder Woman. Because here's the thing. Wonder Woman is supposed to be this creature of like hope. Uh, oh, creature is the wrong word. She's supposed to be this warrior that's supposed to inspire hope. Inspire like symbol like, of hope. Inspire people. Yeah, exactly. Kelly kind of like Superman. She's supposed to stand for hope and give people uh, a thing to a symbol to uh, aspire to. To quote Jor El, if you will. Batman, his whole purpose is to inspire fear in people. His whole <laughs> th- he lives in the darkness. That's why they are so perfect for each other because they they're like juxtaposed they're like opposites like 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 my other favorite ship ray and kylo oh ray. my gosh you're, you're gonna get a bunch of hate coming out of my in- inbox bro <laughs> you're, you're gonna get a bunch of hate my, it, it should stand uh, I, i'm gonna bring up this one thing lad does not actually ship ray and low he's just trying to mess with me because he knows how angry that makes I me i do ship them I ship them. No, you don't. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this podcast flamed. Jeez, you're gonna burn it down, bro. Oh boy. <laughs> but anyway, my controversial ships. Where when you have Superman and well, because he, here's another thing. Here is why, and this has been hinted at many times, especially in the Superman Wonder Woman comic, which is why I'm gonna cover it. So Wonder, ever since she was born on Themyscira, she's been raised to to see men as like. These uh, uh, these brutal and very like okay uh, uh, brutal you're, creatures. You're like you're not supposed to trust the world of men. Yeah, kind, the quote uh, Hippolyta and Wonder Woman meets Superman, and all of a sudden there's this dude that basically has all the power in the world. He, according to Wonder Woman, he should be a complete and utter d- dictator, if you will, but he's not. He's Batman using it to could help be people. too. Batman. He has all that money. He could be a space. dictator, capitalist dictator. Batman straight up kills people. Well, well, wait a second. So does Wonder Woman. <laughs> uh, by the way, Batman has killed people before. I get people, um, <laughs> bashing Zack Snyder's Batman for killing people. I'm like, have you seen all the times he's killed people? Yeah, but yeah. But I'm just saying, because you have this one B, and ultimately, Bruce Wayne's playboy status also d- doesn't help him improving his image in front of the Amazons, who are all women, by the way. Okay. Clark Kent is like super traditionally, he treats the women with respect. In other words, Bruce, uh, I mean, Clark Kent is the opposite of what Hippolyta thinks men are. Mm-hmm. That's why... It's like the whole idea of, plus, he, he, here's one more point here. Superman and Wonder Woman, and this was hinted at in, in, their, in their conversation in the 
in Justice League Volume 2 of the New 52, Superman and Wonder Woman are the only ones of the League who understand what it's like to be so powerful that you have to isolate yourself from everyone else. And they actually say this because they've been... so. Because here's the thing. Ultimately, they really can't can't like have normal relationships like uh, like everyone th- thinks they should with Lois Lane, Steve. I can't believe I, you're a character, Trevor. <laughs> because, <laughs> because ultimately, you see, for one thing, they're m- uh, much too powerful in that if if Lane wrong, she's dead. Mm-hmm. In other words, they constantly have to hold back where when Superman and Wonder Woman were together, that was the first time they did. They could essentially hug each other with full strength. Right. It's like it's like when so Thor and uh, Hulk like do the bro punch, and then they both okay, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's kind of that's why it works. Not Batman and Wonder Woman. She would break him in half. He would have prepared for that. He, he has a contingency plan for that too. Contingency plan. Oh, why? Of course, yes. It's right. It, it's in the other container right next to the bat shark repellent. <laughs> by the way, that was in the Harley Quinn series. By the way, oh, really? Batman, a king shark is like attacking Robin and Batman, and then the camera pans it on Batman's hand. And he's holding shark repellent. I can't believe that's awesome. That's great. Oh, sorry, the next day you come over. It's so good. Oh, but anyway, I'll say one more thing about this whole romance thing. Granted, I can see I can see arguments for, for Batman and Wonder Woman. It's just ultimately you see, here's the thing. There are two different types of heroes because a Batman's supposed to inspire fear. Wonder Woman inspires hope. Mm. Ult- hope and fear are are very antithetical mm. very antithetical where when you have two beings that are both supposed to inspire hope because ultimately here's the thing a batman tends to drag uh people around him further into darkness a la jason todd we all know how that turned out yeah so it would not uh, it would not work out well for wonder woman but anyway i don't know why uh, we got into this diatribe uh, of last great week. now, now we're gonna joke back to the it's a serious it's a very serious matter that needs to be discussed will snyder cut batman's ex uh wonder woman in the snyder cut we will have to see folks oh they're not gonna do that Oh, then maybe then it should be canon. No, they're not going to do that. They, it was kind of funny. They had a comic series w- where it was a team up between Batman and Wonder Woman, and they almost had them kiss. <laughs> Looking at it oh, uh, on, on DCU, but they was like, nope, we can't do this. In fact, Batman says we can never do this. And I was oh, like, no. Batman just said it. He said it. My oh, boy, boy. This this podcast has been revolved from JLU, the also being a, a a full discussion about the ships, the love triangle confusion it's your own between. Fault, bro, it's your own fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. You're 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 uh, you develop, the, uh, railing the podcast. All right. Well, anyway, oh, boy. So now uh, let's talk about um, uh, like a Marvel. Oh, well, actually, no. There's one more thing. So in 2019. So here's what happens. This series ends, and then you, you, you do get, like, Batman Beyond, where you actually have 
a, a few of the leagues, uh, well, actually just Superman, show up and, and, in the series and like hang out and help out. So mm-hmm. it, 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 it's all continuing. But then, it, but then the, the series is kind of like canceled, I guess. But also the, the last episode of JLU, they had this great scene with like all of the league members just running at the camera. It was so good. And if you look on, on, on Zatanna's shoulder, I didn't notice it's the first time the Adam is like right on her shoulder, just riding. <laughs> but, but anyway, really? she, yeah, she had the whole scene. So then in 2019, DC Universe put out an actual sequel movie to JLU called Justice League versus the Fatal Five. And this is where we bring in the, the idea of the Legion of Superheroes, which is like this uh, this team in, in like the, the 31st uh, they're basically a futuristic Justice League, and they send uh, uh, Starboy into the past, into our time period, if you will, mm-hmm. because this new Green Lantern named Jessica Cruz, who's one of my favorite Green Lanterns, um, apparently has like the, will determine what happens in the future because the bad guys, the Fatal Five, go back in time to like capture her. Basically, it's get, but it's like the same voice actors, same animation style, and sometimes the same music too. So I was like, "Oh man, mm-hmm. this is so good! This is so good!" Yeah. All right, so now let's talk about um uh, the closest Marvel equivalent to this show. I, I, would you say it's like maybe Earth's Mightiest Heroes? Yeah, I think that's a it, that's a fair comparison to it. Uh, I wouldn't quite compare it to Avengers Assemble, but I think Earth's Mice Heroes is a better comparison. Yeah, yeah. The one thing I, I, I will give Marvel is that, like Justice League Unlimited, when they throw in a, a TV series together, they pack a lot of stuff in there. It's like mm-hmm. they bring in a lot of characters. Right, right. There's, because there's so many characters in the DC and Marvel Universe and storylines, it works really well for like a TV show because you really need to fill up a lot of like you know, screen time, you know, lots of episodes and content for the, you know, the, the networks to use. So just have like lots of episodes about lots of different characters, you know, like, like JLU is like lots of different superheroes teaming up to, you know, do different, you know, stop, stop crimes and whatever. And that worked really well. So, yeah. But yeah, so, so yeah, I agree. There was probably Earth's, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, but then I felt Going on to oh, um, onto Avengers Assembled, so you had the, uh, we already talked about the Squadron Supreme, where Marvel basically ripped off Wonder Woman, but uh, but uh, so they had the Squadron, and basically they are the Justice League, if Marvel, uh, uh the basically Marvel's version of the Justice League, and it's like not not even it's barely even so subtle because Hyperion is clearly Superman. I mean, he flies, Frost Breath, Heat Vision. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. Come on, bro. Nighthawk is Batman. It's very clear who these people are. Right. The only one who uh, who is kind who's kind of different was Darda, who, who is Power Princess, because she looked uh, because before 2018 when they uh, when Marvel relaunched the Squadron, she looked nothing like Wonder Woman. Now, mm-hmm. on the other hand, I've talked about that, so I'm not going to go into that that rant again. But anyway, Bye. so going back to, to what you were saying, lad, the 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 problem with Marvel, particularly the MCU, is that now that they're at this point where they have to start building toward the next event, 
I feel like the, the problem that they're having is that they're refocusing around a, cert, a small number of heroes because I just saw a video today saying they want to replace the male Black Panther w w with his sister. They, they want to center it all I around. I like Shuri. Yeah, they, they want to center it all around Captain Marvel. We all know how much I, I enjoyed Captain Marvel. Uh-huh. But it, it's just the thing is, is that there's so many really interesting heroes from Marvel that they could just throw in there and really get a good variety in there because I think at this point we're tired of Captain Marvel and Black Panther and Spider-Man. Well, you can never oh, get really tired from Spider-Man. Let's like, see what they do with Spider-Man 3. Yeah, I, I want to like, give Black Panther 2 a chance. All right. Uh, no, I'm going to give the sequel to, to Black Panther and Captain Marvel a chance. I'm going to act like they were total flukes mm -hmm. because yeah. if they're great, I will, I will get on this podcast and I will say that I thoroughly enjoyed them. Right, because I think I think we both agree that like Black Panther, the character Chadwick Boseman plays like, a really good. He played a great Black Panther. Like the character was awesome, the portrayal and the action. Oh, the actor was, cool, was perfect. The yes, that was. I have amazing. no problem. I have no problem with any of the actors except for Brie Larson. But I have no problem, <laughs> absolutely. And you may ask why Brie Larson because I've seen many different portrayals of Captain Marvel or Ms. Marvel, as she's supposed to be called Marvel. Mm -hmm. But she's supposed to be super energetic, super like, uh, um, super like quippy and everything. But in the MCU, she's played by boring Brie Larson, who's like super monotone and, and doesn't really put a lot of energy in, in, into the character when she when she speaks. When she speaks, she's just bored. Mm -hmm. but, but, uh, yeah. Example in in um in Avengers Assemble when they brought in Captain Marvel. She, uh, so Captain Marvel was in the Air Force and Captain America was in the Army. Captain Marvel goes up to America and goes, hey, what's up, Army? And, then, and he goes, what's up, Air Force? See, I, I want that. I want that in the MCU. Yeah. yeah. I, I bet, I bet we'll have like but, uh Yeah, go ahead. But yeah, the, the, that's another thing going on from what Lad said. Captain Marvel and Black Panther are both fantastic characters. They are really cool characters. And Chadwick Boseman did a great job portraying Black Panther a hundred percent. I have in that movie. It's all with the writing and the script. It had nothing to do with the actors actually portraying their characters because they were great. Mm -hmm. Right. Except except for maybe uh, I I, lo I lo like the antagonist, but that's besides the point. Yeah. But you so, like the military though. No, because here's the thing. I didn't like his motivations. I was like, so basically your plan. And this is what annoys me the most when people talk about Black Panther because they make it sound like he was so altruistic. He just wanted to share Wakanda with the world. No, he wanted to use the, the weapons to start a race war. Oh, the, the what's it, Warmonger? Yeah, his Warmonger. Name is, like, his name dude, is literally Warmonger. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you could have just said, hey, we're going to go take over the world or something like that instead of like, instead of doing what Black Panther did. So I'm just like, come on, man. Plus, Warmonger apparently is a good character. I, I've been ch checking him out in my Marvel Encyclopedia. And I see he's saying, I don't want to hate him because everyone knows that I'm a fanboy nerd of the Navy SEALs and him and, and Trevor, actually Steve Trevor, are Navy SEALs. So I'm like, ugh, uh, this hurts. Yeah. This hurts. Mm. But, but, but it's like Marvel has such potential, but they're wasting it. And by the way, we will be doing an episode where we talk about how we would fix Marvel uh, comics and movies, actually. Oh, sweet, sweet. Yeah. What they should do is bring in, like, Venom, because 
didn't they buy Sony? They have these characters. Yeah. Uh, in, you mean for the TV show specifically or the movie? No, the movies. Because what they could just do, because they know, that, because his thing, the, the Venom movie um, actually made a lot of money. So they know where to attract a lot of eyes. They should take Venom. They should take the good Fantastic Four. They should take the X-Men and sprinkle them into the mo- movies because then you have a large amount of characters to center a really good plot around here. Uh, it's, just stop giving me like a, a Captain Marvel and Spider-Man for, for like, that's it. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but anyway, so, so back to what, to what we were talking about. So, wait, uh, all right. So, yeah, so, so we have Earth's Mightiest Heroes. That was kind of Marvel's version of JLU. Yeah. I'd say it's a fair comparison, and I'm sure we'll have like a we can do like a even like a full podcast episode on like Avengers oh, Assemble, yeah. which is one of the more modern, uh, you know. I like that TV one. shows. Yeah, we got we have a lot. I of like how the That's character good. design in that one changes depending on what era it's in, because like uh, it, it's it keep the character design keeps in touch with the actual movies. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That, Didn't that, that Spider-Man was... have his own series that took place inside of that world? Yeah, yeah, he had his the, the Ultimate Spider-Man TV show, which I, I kind of liked. It was basically, like, it, it had, like, Spider-Man and, like, other superhero characters, kind of like the superhero of the day shows up or something like that. Uh, it was a good show. I, I thought it was And then the Avengers, show. yeah. My problem with that is that it's, like, they gave the Iron Spider suit to Amadeus Cho. I was mm-hmm. like, come on. That's supposed to be Peter Parker. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, nothing I get it. They wanted to have a – I understand they wanted to have a Spider-Man team. Right. It's like the Sp- the Spider making... Team was very cool. Yeah, I, I liked Agent Venom. He was super cool. Yeah. That was super cool. They should bring him in as the, the MCU Venom. Yeah, that that would be that'd be a interesting thing. Maybe like because all you instead, do usually... is you. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go... No, no, you go ahead. Go ahead. All right. All you do is you give Flash Thompson the, the symbiote. That's it. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I was thinking, like, because normally it starts the in the comics, it's like Venom came first, and then eventually, like, he was able to tame it, and it became Va- Agent Venom. Mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe, like, if you want to introduce the MCU, go the other way around, make it like, oh, we have this awesome prototype armor suit that molds around you, whatever, and so mm-hmm. he's Agent Venom, he's, hunt, you know, helping out Parker or whatever, and then... It you know the suit possesses him and it you know it's actually venom you know like kind of the other way around and make him then like a villain you know and maybe like you know he lasts for another movie or something like that you know yeah you can make it a shield project because lord knows shields always coming up with really weird stuff that always goes wrong (laughs) or it's like they make it the super advanced armor but but it goes full skynet and goes crazy and then becomes venom Mm. right yeah. Also, I feel like they, I wonder what they're going to do for Spider-Man 3 because I really feel like when we went over Spider-Man, he has some of the best uh, rogues gallery of all time. Right. So uh, Marvel can really dig into his little, little uh, treasure chest, if you will, because the MCU, for the most part, has really weak uh, antagonists. I mean, you have Thanos. He's good. Thanos and Loki yeah. are really the only really good antagonists. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're the only ones that have really... Yeah, there's no denying that the MCU has an antagonist problem. Which, granted, I get the it. Best... 
in the DCEU. So Steppenwolf was kind of weak. We'll, we'll see how the Snyder Cut portrays Steppenwolf. He already looks way better. Mm-hmm. But it's like, right. let, me, let me put it this way. Wonder Woman had Ares. A, a Batman v Superman had Doomsday and then Lex, Lu- uh, Lex Luthor and then Doomsday. Right. It's, it's like they have such. That's another um, thing I think people um, why people tend to gravitate to DC for the for the comics at least is that they have more memorable uh, uh, um, antagonists. Because granted, uh, well, everyone for, um, if you're listening to this podcast, everyone knows who Green Goblin is, Doctor Ock. Everyone knows who like Thanos and Loki is, right? But when you th- when you think of DC, you have like Darkseid, Decide, uh, Vandal Savage. You have who else? Who else? Perpetua, the Batman who laughs. It's like mm. there's a significant amount of more like of more I would say interesting antagonists as opposed to like it, it just say a couple of them that, that keep being reused. Right. If you know what I'm talking about, because uh, I always felt we definitely need in the future a Batman who laughs or like a Dark Knight metal movie. Yeah, that, that would be. Yeah, I guess probably going forward, we'll have some really cool adaptions like that, you know, because, dude, what they could do, I just thought of this. When they start building toward the Dark Knight metal event, what they could do is do for the post credit scene. It's like. The Dark Knight, uh, uh, the the Batman who laughs is going around the dark multiverse, recruiting the other evil versions of Batman, like Red Death, the Merciless, and like uh, mm-hmm. the Doomsday Batman, and all that stuff. The, that's the yeah. post credit scene, and it's like we don't see it's the Batman who laughs; we just see this dark figure. Right. Yeah, that yeah, would that, be that, that would, would be, be really so cool. cool. That's a good idea. Yeah. That, that I... There you go. What? Well, well, uh, so let's uh, um so, so now uh, we talk about that series which by the way is like the reason why I got into DC it's, it's like that one series mm-hmm. I was like and, and, for, yeah, and it's yeah. always stuck by me it's like that whenever I was whenever I had the opportunity to because at first it was on Netflix I think and then it, um I got DC Universe so um Every chance I get, I used to watch that show. It was like one of the best superhero shows of all time. And I'm talking about JLU. Now, I know we started talking about the mm-hmm. Avengers for too long. But anyway. Yeah. So let's pivot uh, away from that to speak in DC and, and talk a little bit about the DCEU and what they could be, be uh, building toward. Because what I feel like, so they already <laughs> said the multiverse exists. That they already said it exists in the, because the Snyder Cut exists as, as it um, removed from the current DCEU timeline, it's on another, it's kind of like an Elseworld story. Right. And then we know that the, the movies connect to the, to the TV shows as evidenced in the Flash, uh, uh, in Ezra Miller Flash showing up in the Flash TV series. So we know the multiverse exists. Now what I'm thinking is that they, is that they try and bring in like a Christ on Infinite Earth-like thing with the Anti-Monitor Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. they just straight up throw down Dark Side. Well, that would be. We know they're going to bring in Dark. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was just thinking about it. Yeah, because we know. Well, we know that that they're going to have a Dark Side at least in the Snyder Cut, so he exists in this universe. Right. 
and be, it, because it's so early, um, which means they have a lot of potential. Wouldn't it be great if they start building, if the, if the big event is Dark Knights Metal and they start building to it now? That would be kind of cool. Like, like, make like a, in what form? Like, in like a new TV show with a new like Justice League TV show and start leading up to Dark Knights Metal? Or no, what I mean is that an actual, um, an oh, actual sorry. movie. Oh, sorry, you were still on the DCEU. You mean like, uh, like or, at the end of actually, it no, let's go go back for a second to the um, to the actual um, uh, to, to, to JL and JLU because if they were to bring it back, what they could do that would be uh, here, here's how they should do that they should bring them back, they could change the character designs a little bit and bring them in line with the movies. To, to kind of connect that world or that they can just leave it alone. It doesn't matter. And then that's w w where the, um, they sort of test the bet on dark nights and metal, like throw it in the animated to see if it works, see if people like it. They can tweak right. some parts of the story, obviously, because they're not gonna be able to adapt everything in there, but just keep, keep yeah. it to pretty much into the, into the line. This happens, this happens, this happens. And then if it's popular there, make it into a massive movie. Hmm. Yeah, I, that's a good, that's a good plan. Also, I like that because you already know that they're going to reboot the the universe because I believe next year, or like uh, in the near future, they're supposed to be doing Flashpoint, and then the next movie is going to be Justice League Rebirth, mm -hmm. which would basically establish the new continuity. Which wouldn't it be great if if actually there's going to bring in the movie version of the new Fifty Two. That that would be really oh really. Hmm. Yeah, if they did that, because here's why: we could get a live action uh, a Dark Side War. That we honestly, I mean, we've seen it adapted from the comic into you know, uh, you know, different forms, and like seeing it live mm -hmm. action, that'd be insane. That'd be actually be pretty insane. Yeah, yeah, that'd be so good. What they could do for for, for when the crime syndicate comes to Earth, they could like have Tom. Uh, they, they could have the Smallville su Superman. Be Ultraman. They could have like um, they could have like Thomas Wayne Batman be Owlman. In other words, they could grab yeah from the Arrowverse and make them the Crime Syndicate. Like like they could make Supergirl the the uh, Superwoman. Actually, no. Right. Actually, that might work pretty well. Or like it's the Lois Lane from Smallville mm -hmm. because the uh, Superwoman's alter ego is actually Lois Lane. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, there's so uh, it, it, there's a lot that they could do with that. Or what they could do is uh, what they should do, I think, is do animated injustice movies. Injustice, I could, yeah, I feel like yeah, animated injustice film would be kind of sick. I mean, I guess if you also take all the cutscenes together, you can kind of do that. Well, plus that'd be kind of cool. You have the prequel comics; you can just adapt those. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just, some good potential. Yeah, yeah, and just roll with those. That would be so great. There's a lot of stuff that they can do, particularly because we know that DC has the animated world like already unlocked. Like they know how to do animated really well. Yeah, there's no denying it. DC is always ruling uh, the animated uh, area for the you know for the I don't know the comics war between DC and Marvel. You know. Yeah, because I'll only for this way, the, the, the DC AMU already shows that. Which, by the way, we should definitely do an episode on the DC AMU. Yeah, we got we got to cover that. That's that's its own 
thing. Yeah, you have to get uh, you have to get DCU, bro, because then you can watch Apocalypse War. Yeah, DCU, and I can check out a few more of the uh, the other DCAU movies. All the acronyms complicated, yeah, yeah. but I can uh, check out like I think I think maybe they have Flashpoint there, but I've seen Flashpoint before. I've watched. I you, think the other ones and Flashpoint is not on there anymore. I think that that's an HBO Max, but they do have the Batman ones, and then they're gonna put up uh, Apocalypse War soon. Oh, nice, sweet. So I can definitely check that out too. Yeah, the the the, the uh, DC AMU JL movies are all on HBO Max. Oh, okay, sweet. Yeah, if you have HBO Max, they have that. But um. So let's see. All right, so um, so so that's a, a JL and JLU. So, so uh, overall thought, thoughts in the show. Uh, definitely like a groundbreaker. Like you know, oh, yeah. it's easy to look back now, maybe like oh, there's some other really cool flashy shows in the live action. But this is before you know we had lots of huge blockbuster you know superhero movies it was more just like Batman and Superman and Spider-Man stuff back in the day you know yeah but this was like we had uh you know before live action before like you know all the tv series we have now and like you know superhero popularity uh this was like a really groundbreaker you know like the first time we saw like really impressive league assembled together and seeing them do all these things and the character development it was really time especially you know earlier 2000s plus the fact you also had a lot of voice actors and, and actresses who later went on to play these characters and like other mediums because when you notice the Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman are the same in like Injustice. Uh, I mean, wait, what? Yeah, the, the character, the voice actors who play Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman in Injustice are the same ones from this show. Wait, from the D, from the DC, was it DC AU, right? Yeah. The the Batman, like all Kevin Conroy, it's Conroy them, Batman, play... it's Susan Eisenberg. Uh, I, I think that's her name. Wonder Woman. It, it's the same Superman. Yeah, uh, I got the name here. Uh, let's see. Superman, I want to say. Uh, man, I thought I had it. And No, that's Supergirl. In Injustice 1, when you play as Jon Stewart, it's the same guy who played Jon Stewart. Really? Yeah, hang on. I'm, I'm pulling I, up I, didn't, I didn't. Yeah, I did not know that they were the same characters in Injustice. That's actually super awesome that they have brought them back. I thought it was just in a, some other things also, but that's a really sick, actually. And also, if you notice, when I showed you uh, the the uh, the, uh, the game Lego Supervillains, pretty much everyone except Batman is, uh, I mean, uh, except Superman is played but by the DC AMU people. And by the way, the guy who voice actors Flash, he actually played Lex Luthor in Smallville. <laughs> That's crazy, yeah. Some of these guys moving around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot, a lot of these guys play a lot of DC characters. But yeah, so, right. so you have Phil Lamar does Green Lantern, John Stewart, and he, he does him in Injustice. Yeah. You have, yeah, it was George Newborn does Superman. Right, yeah, I found that just now. Yeah, I'm trying to find, Kevin Conroy does Batman. Susan Ellsberg does Wonder Woman, and she's the one, yeah. She's the one who does, um, who voices Wonder Woman in like Injustice and the Lego games. And uh, let me see who, uh, where else? Oh, yeah. She, she's also, she and Conroy do Batman and Wonder Woman in the DC Universe online game. 
Oh, nice. Yeah, that's really cool. Honestly, that's really cool. Maybe we, we'll have to do like an episode where we do some research and try to find some of these voice actors that have moved around. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, different, you know, returns, stuff like that. Like, yeah. Oh, man. But th- th- that's another thing that's great about uh, about DC and also Marvel, because when you think about it in uh, in, in Marvel uh, Lego Super Vel- Superheroes one, the voice actors for like the Avengers are the same for, for, from the assembled TV show. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. That's what these. Uh, that's what I think is really effective because you create that instant r- r- recognition of the characters. Oh, I know him. That's Iron Man. That's Wonder Woman. Right. That's Superman. Yeah. Uh, another one I'm thinking of is the person that lately, in the last like five or maybe or ten years or so, person that's played Cyborg, uh, Victor Stone himself, in like the animated shows, like in Teen Titans Go, mm-hmm. in the DC. Injustice game, and I think also in the DC AMU, it's all the same voice actor. Mm-hmm. Like he does, they pretty much, you know, cyborg, all in all the other forms of media. So it really helps establish like you know a solid character, you know. And fun fact, the character, the voice actor who does Beast Boy in Young Justice is the same one who does him in Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go. Same guy. Oh wait, for 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 who for Beast Boy? Yeah. Really? He, they, I, wait, in, in, in Teen Titans Go, the same one who does him in Justice. That's actually pretty crazy. I didn't yeah, know that. Young, uh, young Justice. And actually, a lot of these uh, voice actors do a lot of different characters. It's really interesting. In fact, mm-hmm. one of the writers is the, is the girl who, who, who voices Iris West. Oh, wait, really? Yeah, the voice actress for, for, for Iris is actually a writer on the show. Ha! Huh. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's so good. I love when they uh, when they do that. It's always a little surprise. I'm like, oh, really? Right. But uh, oh man, yeah, that, that that is sick. But yeah, I do feel like like once again, uh, what I like what what I like about Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, and in fact, the entire DCAU. When you think about it, because that was like, if you if you'll go with me on this for a second, the first Arrowverse. Right because well, once again start with batman and when it started with batman which is uh, which the cw treats like it's green arrow and it like establishes this whole shared continuity that everyone loves well and not a lot of people mm-hmm. like the Arrowverse now but i swear we're gonna do an entire episode just talking about the Arrowverse, and that's gonna be a fun one <laughs> but uh so that's uh the uh, the, the justice league show i feel like we should say more on the show i'm just trying, trying to figure out what else we could talk about oh, oh for, first off uh how about that, that the, the voice actor for lex luther he actually sounds really conniving yeah yeah i think there's you know, i we could there's so many great aspects we could talk about but like the voice acting in the show is phenomenal mm-hmm. like you see Lex Luthor is a really good example of that, you know. Oh, I, 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 one more thing I want to talk about. I love the episodes where the Justice Lords show up and, and like replace the, the League. That that is like so oh, cool. right, yeah, that one, yeah, that that was pretty cool one. Yeah, but because like on their Earth, like Lex Luthor killed Barry Allen, became president, and then Superman killed him and took over and became a dictator, kind of like Injustice. Except in this universe, Batman kind of went with him. Mm-hmm. So what that kind of shows is like uh, Barry Allen is uh, well, not Barry Allen. Damn it, I, I made a lad uh, joke. <laughs> he, Wally West is kind of the conscience of the Justice League. 
It's kind right, of funny. Yeah. You're such a Flash fan, but you didn't know it was Wally West. I had no idea. Yeah, I was completely oblivious. I'm a big Flash boy. Yeah, he's a big a Flash fan, which that's one of the shows, I think, on the Arrowverse. That, that's like the only like re- maybe redeemable show on the Arrowverse, I feel. Mm-hmm. A little bit. But anyway, so that's uh, that's uh, um, that's JLU, and um, mm-hmm. so a little update on where the podcast is going. The, the next few episodes are going to be Marvel themed. Like we'll pro- probably talk about uh, these. Our first Marvel storyline is going to be Civil War. I figure that's a good place to start. Yeah. And then we'll t- we'll talk about a couple of characters, but I, f- I feel like. W- we may start off our first Marvel episode will be how uh, we, the one I, I mentioned about how we would fix Marvel comics, uh, both the comics and the movies, because the two go hand in hand. Right. Uh, a, a little tease is ultimately Marvel has to, has to care a little more about the comics. Uh, at least put, put them to like maybe a little more like deference as, as they're, as they're putting towards their movies. Cause ultimately the, co- the comic book reader is the person who's going to show up to your movie. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you, if, all right, l- l- let me think th- th- about what I want to say here, because when you, because ultimately the MCU is going to get bland. If you just keep using these same characters that you developed forever. Right. Where you have an entire 400 page encyclopedia of characters that you could just use. Just mm-hmm. flip through them, pick one. You're good. Yeah. That's the thing about got it. because actually they announced they're making a Catwoman series for HBO Max. Yes, I finally get to see uh, her return to her role. I forget the actor. It's not Halle Berry. The... It's not Halle oh, Berry. Oh, no! My it's actually dream. the girl who's going to do Catwoman for the Batman movie. Uh, it'd be a lot cooler if it was the other Catwoman. No, but yeah, in case you're wondering uh, who Catwoman is, she's uh, the, uh, Batman's one true girlfriend, not Wonder Woman. Oh man, uh, but yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll do an, an episode on Catwoman when we return to DC. But now we're gonna transition over to Marvel comics. I don't want to leave all, all you Marvel fans hanging because Marvel has some really good stuff. I feel like if I try and do the storyline, the siege, I may have to split that one up because the, the comic is the size of a college textbook. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm like, oh my, because you know me, lad. I get the collected edition, so yeah, yeah. You always, yeah, that's good. That's going to take us forever. Right. But anyway, so we'll do a lot of Marvel-themed episodes coming up. And then, we'll, and then we'll return to DC. What we may do is we'll do an episode when we return to DC. Do one if we could, it, it is, we have to form our own leagues, but we can't use any of the, uh, of the originals. And we'll use the, the roster for, for reference since it's kind of changed from era to era. We'll use the 52 league and say we can't use anyone who was in the original new 52 justice league mm-hmm. and then we'll just say pick dc characters and make your own league yeah that sounds fair yeah that's a good plan and uh, all right so thank you for listening to under 2k Vlad, always a pleasure having you on yeah definitely this was a fun one yeah yeah this was a great um this is really an important show to us well by the way before we go lad uh, you, you, um, do you want to, to, to tell us how, um, how much the show means to you? Jail and JLU? 
Yeah. Of I, I yeah, just definitely brought me into like the DC fold of things. Really, just like solidified my you know fandom in DC lore and everything. Back you know, kind of you know, I knew of Batman and everyone, and my favorite other DC superheroes like Iron Man and and, and wait 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 what? Wait. <laughs> yeah. Iron Man is is Marvel, bro. All right, right, right. No, I'm just messing. You're embarrassing with... yourself in this podcast. Just trying to mess. But, trying... You, brought up a... <laughs> but you brought brought up one more point. I'm going to say about JL, uh, specifically JL in that origins arc. Because when you think about it, particularly with me going in, I only knew about Superman and Batman. I didn't even know about Wonder Woman. And then all of a sudden, that second episode, where, where, where like John Jones is like, "Help has arrived," and you see Green Lantern, Hawk Girl, you see Wonder Woman coming, and I'm like, "Who are these people?" Yeah, it, it, it's like the, no, it's, no, no, no. Yeah, both shows really, or the the entire DC AU has really been like a ground to like introduce people to like a large range. Of, it's essentially a DC Universe one hundred and one course, essentially. Right. All right. Well, that's our show. We hope you guys enjoyed. It. It's kind of a longer one, but uh. Mm-hmm. We'll be back uh, sh- shortly for our next episode on Marvel. Uh, hope you guys have, uh, stay safe out there. Lad, um, always a pleasure. Yep, definitely. Thanks for having right, me on. You, man. Stay heroic, everyone.